morning, everybody. Man, what? A, this is summertime. What is going on? This is our second time outside this summer, and the last time it felt like winter, and this time it feels like fall. So uh, I'm glad you guys took note from the first time uh, we were outside. You brought sweatshirts and blankets and, and all that kind of stuff that comes along with it. So um, we're glad you're here. Um, yeah, guys, 18 years. Can we just like praise God for that? 18 years. Uh, a couple of, of years ago, Ashley and I, uh, well, our whole family, we go to a family camp down in East Texas, and we were at family camp, and uh, it was a moment where our kids were kind of off doing their thing, and they set aside like a date night uh, for the moms and the dads, you know, like if you got kids, that doesn't happen all the time, and so like, we're going to take care of you, we're going to give you a date night, and so like, great, we'll do date night, and so we, we go to the thing that they got set up, and I don't know if you're like artsy and creative or not, I don't tend to be, um, I would love to have that gift, but God hasn't given it to me, um, but when we show up into the, 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 the cafeteria that they've transformed into an art gallery, um, they said, well, hey, you guys are going to be painting together, I said, we're going to be painting together, I thought like we were going to go racing or something like that, but no, like we got to paint together, and we didn't even get two canvases, they said, you guys are going to paint a picture on the same canvas, okay? And so uh, they gave us this canvas right here that I hold. I'm not going to show you the picture yet because I don't want to hear the oohs and ahs, okay? Um, you're laughing like it's not going to be great. Uh, wait till I turn this around. And so they said, here, uh, you guys paint your picture, and here's the parameters. We, we want you to paint a picture of your family, like, how are we supposed to do that? Like, I do stick figures, okay? It's like, no, like, whatever you feel like your family is, like, each individual piece of it, show us what your family looks like. And so they gave us two brushes, they gave us some paint, and they gave us this one canvas. And, and here's what we came up with. This is a picture of our family. Can y'all see it back there in the back? It, yeah, it's, it's not great, okay, if you can't see it. Um, there's a lot of things on here, and every one of these little things is supposed to represent an individual in our family, one of our kids. Now, I don't know what this says about our family, all right, because this looks like chaos. Um, yeah, it's, it was a, an interesting experience. Um, but we, we did this, and here's the thing. Like, you and I, like, we, if we were being honest, we'd say, you know, bro, that's not a masterpiece, like, I know you took some time on it, but it's not a masterpiece at all. Uh, but for us and our family, um, it's special to us, right? It, it has a special place on a shelf in our closet. This is where we put it. Um, but, it but nonetheless, it's special to us, I think. Um, and nobody's looking at it and wondering, like, I wonder where they went to art school, you know? Just, it's just not something that they're doing. It just is. Um, but what I wanted to do is I brought this up here because I wanted us to talk about the masterpiece that God has been painting here for the past 18 years. This took us 30 to 45 minutes to put together. It's not fantastic. It's special to us. But there's something even greater than this that's going on here that God's been painting for, for 18 years. Um, there's a really cool passage in Ephesians chapter 2, if you brought a Bible or a device that, I, that you can look at. Um, it stood out to me this week as we were uh, studying. Um, and it's a passage, honestly, that actually it often gets overlooked because it's surrounded by really good, weighty passages. So we're going to be looking at Ephesians 2.10, but it kind of gets overwhelmed sometimes by verses 8 and 9 that you could probably recite to me. So if I said, 
What's Ephesians 2, 8, 9? You would all say, well, we've all been saved by grace through faith, and this is not of our own doing. This is a gift of God, not a result of anything that we've done, any works that we've done. It's his gift so that none of us should boast, right? And we can't boast because we didn't do anything. We can't boast like we did something special. He did all the work. We didn't earn our salvation. It's a phenomenal passage. It really is. Uh, verse 8 and 9. Um, it's a beautiful picture of God's grace to us. Saying that we didn't do anything to earn our salvation. It was freely given to us in Christ Jesus. So what that means for us is that in Christ, if you didn't do anything to earn it, that means you can't do anything to lose it. Amen? If you didn't do anything to earn your salvation, if it's all based on Christ, that means you can't do anything to lose it if you've already come into Christ. Isn't that so relieving? Isn't that good news for you who are sitting here today? Right now you're wondering, like, have I lost my salvation at some point? Did I do something that, that like, takes away what God did for me? No. Everybody take a deep breath. Do it. Take a deep one. There you go. And let it out. Jesus has done the work. He's done the salvific work to save you. And on the other side of that salvation, he's done the work to keep you. He is keeping you. So that means that you're secure, that you can't lose it. You're not going anywhere in Christ. I had uh, my old mentor used to say that Jesus has done the doing. Right? He's done the doing, and he continues to do the doing. He is doing the keeping work of your salvation. You're not keeping your salvation. He's already secured it in, in Christ. Okay, So what that means is that he can handle all of your awesomeness that you think you have, but he also he can handle all that icky stuff that you try to hide and that you don't want anybody to know. He can handle all that. So just relax. Enjoy your salvation and enjoy the relationship that God has given you, okay? But this verse in Ephesians 2.10 comes on the heels of 8 and 9, and it's often overlooked, and I love the way that the New Living Translation says it. Here's what it says in verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. We're His masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. If you have something that you can highlight, if you have the means this morning with a pen or a pencil, underline or circle that word masterpiece or highlight it in your device. Because this is a significant word that changes things, okay? Paul says that we are God's masterpiece, his handiwork, his workmanship. Uh, in the Greek language, that word masterpiece, it's this word poema. Anybody heard that word before? Poema, where's masterpiece? Um, it uh, is only used twice in all the New Testament. It's used here, and it's also used once in Romans uh, chapter one. It's the the word that we get our English word poem from. Okay, poema, English word poem. And what's a poem? What does a poem do? They're great works of art, are they not? Now I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand 99% of them. Right. Poems, some of them you can get, some of them you can't. But regardless, they're creative and they're great works of art. It's a poem. Poema, the way that Paul writes this and the way that we're to understand it, it's the sense that God has done a great work. It's not that humans have done a great work. 
It's that God has done this great work because the word carries with it the significance of a divine touch. So poema has a divine touch that comes along with it. So my creation and Ashley's creation on this canvas, it's not a masterpiece in the sense of a poema because a human being made it. But you and I, who are sitting out here right now, who are in Christ, this gathering, do you know what this is? This is a poema. This is a beautiful work that God has done. This is His masterpiece because it has a divine touch on it. And there are several images when we look in the scripture that we can have and we can talk about. One of them is the potter and the lump of clay. It's a perfect picture for this. Paul says that we are God's masterpiece. That we've been created brand new or anew in Christ Jesus. And here's what a potter does. A potter, he, uh, he's got the wheel or she's got the wheel sitting in front of them and they throw some clay on the wheel and they're spinning it and spinning it and they're molding it and they're molding it. And if that, that masterpiece or their, that creative art, if it doesn't come out the way that they want it, what do they do? They stop the wheel, they take the, the lump of clay off, they, they remold it and they throw it back down on the wheel and they spin it again. Then they reshape that lump on that wheel and then they make a brand new creation. Something that is totally different using the same clay that was there. And they create a masterpiece. A painter who has a white canvas does something of the same. He takes his brush stroke, he takes his brush and he dips it into the paint and he strokes the white canvas and begins to create his masterpiece. Her masterpiece, this work of art. And if he doesn't like the way that it looks or she doesn't like the way that it looks, what do they do? They just paint over the whole thing and they start anew. They cover the canvas with a fresh coat of paint and they create a brand new work of art. Something totally different than what was there before using the same materials that were there. They create a masterpiece. A craftsman. Somebody who works with wood. What do they do? They take a tree. They cut it down. They cut it into little bits. And they take the wood and they carve it and they carve it and they carve it and they form something out of that and then they carve another piece and then they put that together and they make something with their hands out of that wood. They take a tree and they, they use the wood. So now they're using the tree. It doesn't look like the tree anymore, but now they've got this beautiful work of art, a brand new creation, something totally different, a masterpiece, right? And so the potter presents this work of art and says, here it is. And then the painter paints their masterpiece and they present it and say, here's my work of art. And the craftsmen, they hold up the table or the chair or the frame, whatever it is they put together, this beautiful new creation, this work of art. And it's almost like they're showing these things off, saying, here's my handiwork. Here's the work of my hands. Here's my masterpiece. In Ephesians 2.10, this is exactly what Paul is saying that God does for every one of us who are sitting here today. That God takes each one of us who have trusted the saving work of Jesus and he holds us up and he presents us as a brand new creation. A masterpiece created by his hand. A poema. Isn't that great? Isn't it great what God does with this old lump of clay that we used to be? That he reshapes us and says, here's my masterpiece. And he's created, or let's say he's recreated you for a good work that he's planned way back in eternity. And so you, us who are here, that are here right now, God holds you up as a masterpiece. And he says, 
here's my creation. Here's my masterpiece. I've got great things in store for you. I've got great and meaning, meaningful work for you that I've created way in advance for you to do. And can I just say that this is what God has been doing at Riverview over the last 18 years? For 18 years, God has been creating masterpieces. He's been holding you up and saying, look at what I've done. Look at this masterpiece. It doesn't always look fantastic. Sometimes we're a messy masterpiece. But he says, look at what I've done. And then he has sent you out to do great things. And you've been doing those things. Over the past 18 years, God has intricately been weaving together our strengths, our weaknesses, our gifts, our unique qualities, just like a master craftsman puts together their work. Uh, you probably already know this if you've been here for the last 18 years. Planning a church is not easy. How many of y'all have been here from the very beginning? Anybody left out there? Planning a church isn't easy, is it? The statistics of a church that plants doesn't last very long. Usually, the goal is to make it to two years. And if you can make it to two years, maybe you'll be a big, big boy church, a big girl church one day. But most churches that plant don't make it past the two-year mark. Isn't that sad? But 18 years later, God has been so good and so faithful to the church here at Riverview. Would you agree? For, for 18 years, God has been doing an amazing work. And you know why? Because people like you, who give time and treasure and talents and who invest that and say, God, here it is. Use it however you want to use it. There are people who have been here for the 18 years of the Riverview journey so far. And there's a lot of people who, this may even be your first Sunday. For the last couple months, maybe, you've begun to call Riverview your home. And so we have people who have been here forever, and we've got people who have just become part of Riverview. And God has used every single person who is here, who is in Christ, to do great things. Over the last 18 years, we've seen people married and buried here. Not at the same time. Okay? <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? We have seen lives transformed and turned completely around by the grace of God. We have seen addiction after addiction laid down at the feet of Jesus. We've seen child after child dedicated to the Lord here. We've seen men, women, and children trust Christ, and we've seen them be baptized here. And sometimes we've seen whole families come to Christ at the same time. We've had, like any other church, we've had ups and downs. We've seen people walk in. We've seen people walk out. There have been agreements and there have been disagreements. There have been hurts and pains and there have been joy. We've seen relationships and families that have been broken be restored by the grace of God. We've had seasons of jubilee. We have seasons that have felt lean. But through every single bit of it, we have seen God be faithful to His church at Riverview. Every single bit of it. We've seen His faithfulness to us. And we've seen that it's been unwavering. And can I say that when we look at 18 years of what God's been doing here, we see a masterpiece. We see His poema. We see His good work. It doesn't matter who's here or who's not here. God is doing His work here. And these 18 years of growth and transformation, every one of us, we stand here as a living testament to God's artistic handiwork. Each one of us is a brushstroke on his canvas. 
I've been here 18 years, but can I say that I think that the best is yet to come? Would you agree with that? I, I think the best is yet to come. And so as we move forward, we know that God's not done with us. We know that God's not done with Riverview. That he's commissioned you and he's commissioned me to go out and to do the work that he's created us to do. Paul says again in Ephesians 2.10 that we are God's masterpiece. This poema created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. You have a good work that he's prepared in advance for you to do. And he's given you the gifts. He's given you the spirit inside of you to do those things. And so what is it that he's called you to do? What is it that he's called you to use your gifts? For 18 years, you guys have been using them. So what do, how are you going to use them in the next 10? How are you going to use them in the next 5 minutes, in the next year, in the next 10 years, in the next however long God plants you here in this place? How are you going to use your gifts? In just a minute, we're going to have a baptism up here um, of a fellow who's just given his life to Jesus and is ready to have this public profession of what he's done in his life. It's going to be amazing. Um, I don't know, man, we, we never do this, but I've just felt it in my spirit all morning. It's cold, so I don't know if anybody's going to do this. Uh, ben is going to get baptized here in a minute. Can I just say, if you've trusted Jesus and, and you've never been baptized, can I tell you this? You were living in disobedience to the Lord. <laughs> Ouch, huh? If you've never been baptized and you're a believer in Jesus, this is not shame or guilt, it's time. For you to get your toes and your nose under the water, okay? Write that down. I've never heard. I've never said that before. All right. It, it, it is time for you to be baptized, okay? So the tank is open. So Ben's going to get baptized here in just a few minutes. If you've never been baptized and you trusted Jesus, get up here and let's get you wet and cold. And we'll figure. There's Riverview T-shirts inside. We'll give you something dry, okay? We'll make sure it happens. So that's on you and the Lord. Come up after Ben gets baptized, and, and, we'll, and we'll do that. But I want to pray a prayer of thanksgiving for 18 years of what God's been doing here, okay? And then after we pray, I'm going to kind of give us an orientation for how the rest of the afternoon is going to go, and then we'll just uh, watch God in our community. Would you pray? Well, God, thanks so much for, for this morning. I am so amazed. I told our team this morning, I'm just in awe that you would choose to uh, work here for 18 years and that you would use us and that you would allow me the ability to, to lead um, our flock here. Um, I pray, Father, that um, this last 18 years is not forgotten, that we just are able to look back at all the memorial stones and, this, and to say, man, look what you've done. Look what you've done. Lives have been changed and it's because you've been here, God. Lord, I pray that you would do even more, unspeakably more in the next five years, 10 years, and 20 years than what we've already experienced. Would you fill Riverview with a fresh wind? Father, would you give us the ability to stay focused on, on helping people find you and experience true life in, in your son Jesus? Would you give us the ability to not lose sight of what you called us to do? Help our vision to stay clear. Help our eyes to stay on you for what you've called us to do here in our community and around the world. Father, thanks. We are in awe. Thanks for your poema. That's here at Riverview. In Jesus' name, amen.